But now there are too many choices. And if you go down one of those choices, bang, five years is gone. Bang, 10 years mm -hmm. is gone. And you look back and you say, F I regret that. You can't afford to do that. The cost of that time is worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds to you in the future. So Hello, this is Dr. Rowe, and you're listening to the Growth Tribes podcast with Dr. Rowe and Harms. This is the podcast where two completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to develop and record these podcasts is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine sincere hope, that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have gained at least one insight that you can take away and apply directly into your own life practical tools, voices that come in from both generations, the younger generation with tips and tools and the older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience so that you can help unlock your true potential to give the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial and relationship level and to give you a chance to impact both your lives and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. Welcome to the Growth Tribes podcast. Arms here with Dr. Rowe, and the question we are tackling on today's episode is, why do we need mentors and coaches more now than ever? And uh, Rowe, you've got the lesser hair of both of us. So rather than going to that question directly, how about we tackle the definition of a mentor and a coach? Because quite often people get confused between the two. I'll have you know that the lesser hair started when I was about your age, Harminda. Um, admittedly, I didn't have quite as much hair as you even then, but I chose to shave it off. I think probably I've got a lot more grayer hair right now than you have for, for sure. It's a great question. And it's a question that's been battling around for years, actually, in this industry of personal development and business. And I'll give you what I believe to be for the listeners, uh, for whether you're older or younger listening to this. As far as I'm concerned, the difference is, is fairly clear. A coach, by definition, my side of the fence, is somebody that guides you through questions, through asking you specific questions about your current situation, but is not necessarily giving you clear direction. They're not giving you answers to the question. They're leaving you with the opportunity to go away and gather that information to process it. If it's a face-to-face -face coaching session, to elicit the answer out of you. So as a coach, and I operate as a coach as well when I'm working with people. I'm there to ask a question, but leave the space for them to fill that space with their answer. And then another question comes in and slowly we're narrowing down to the answer ultimately coming from the person who is being coached with some guidance from the coach. Does that make sense, Harms? That makes absolute sense. And if I can jump in and add maybe a summary to that as well, which is something I learned quite recently, which is a coach is really there to leave you with the power. So imagine I was coaching you, the listener yeah. at home. It's my role as a coach to leave you with the, the power and to empower you to do it, whatever it is. Um, me as exactly. a coach, I don't necessarily have the answers, the technical answers you may be coming to me, to me with. But what I do have is the ability to ask the right questions, as, as you said, Ro, and leave them with the power. And I think that's a big, big factor with a coach. 
and this is a, a huge distinction because when you're choosing a coach, a lot of people go, I have to find a coach that does exactly what I'm looking to do. Not so. You're looking for a coach that has a really good skill set on how to elicit from you the best that's inside you and to help you choose the direction and pick up, pick ideally the right mentors. So the coach doesn't necessarily have to have the skill set in the field that you're looking to be coached within, although it's certainly a huge benefit. Whereas a mentor, by definition, is someone that has done what you are looking to do. They have been down that path. They have the experience, whether it's in business, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in health, physical fitness, whether it's in money management or whatever the area that you want to specialize in. That person has been there. As a rule, they're older than you. As a rule, they've had the knocks, the, you know, the setbacks, the successes, and they have the skill set that a coach might have to at least guide you. However, they are going to say to you, right, under these circumstances, you do not need to go and do that. What you need to do is X, Y and Z. And they're almost instructing you at times and also guiding you. They will certainly coach and ask you questions. But there may be a point where whereas a coach might give you a month to go and find an answer and come back to me in a month. The mentor's like, right, you don't have a month to do this. We need to crack through this problem right now in your business. This is what you need to do. Because when I was in your situation 10 years ago, when we went down the wrong route, we made a lot of money um, in terms of losses or profits and we don't want you to make the same mistake so these are the steps you need to do so a mentor in my mind has been there has done it has the tools and the tips and the people around them and they are going to accelerate your journey however you may not have the same emotional growth or intellectual processing that you might do with a coach which is why the two work in hand very well together so mentoring is more about the actual physical direction as opposed to a coach enlisting the answers within you and you're the person physically finding the solutions does that distinction make sense to you and, and there is a crossover harms but does that that's, from your perspective that's the question i had so that makes absolute sense so my my follow-up question was going to be can you find one person ha. who can tick both boxes is that is that a possibility i yes met a few of them but not is is then I haven't seen many of those around. But I, I'm asking you because you yeah I mean you it's, actually it's, one of those people who do tick both boxes for yeah, a specific it's niche. Very very good. It's a cracking question because I think especially I, I mean like, I'm going to take the mic a little bit out of the of the younger generation. But people in your your generation, you're you're in your thirties now. But twenties to thirties to thirty five, and I know that because I remember when I was there. It's like fuck, I just need to get this done now. So for someone who's older. My generation, if you listen to this, you're actually of the opinion, yeah, I want to get it done quickly, but I've learned from the past trying to rush stuff through too quickly, I've screwed up. I don't want to have that screw up situation again where somebody younger is like, yeah, okay, just get me a combination. I want a mentor coach. Can't I just find someone that's done everything? But to find a 25 to 30 year old mentor coach, not that easy. To find a coach who's in their 20s and 30s, actually, there's a lot of people trained up to do coaching and have really good coaching skills. But if you're looking for someone, and it's a great question that has both the combination of skills of having the life experience in a specific field and the ability to coach, now you're narrowing right down. And that's where you're picking your 45, 50, 55 year olds, my generation, because we've been down the road of having the bumps and the, and the knocks and the successes. And there's a few of us that have picked up the skills to be able to coach as well. So the answer is yes, but you have to be really selective in finding that person or those people. You're That's very good. You're very good at that. I think you've 
honed the skill of doing that. And I might reflect the question back to you a little bit later, but before we finish, I'll ask you the question, how did you go about doing that? But I do agree. It's not as easy to find them, but if you find them, latch onto them and just suck their brains because having a coach mentor is a really powerful tool. Right. And maybe how to find them, maybe specifically this type of person, we can include that in the action points that we can. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll cover that later. So, Harms, I'm going to ask you the question. You know, you you are representing the younger generation in these Growth Tribes podcasts. Why do you think at your age, looking at your age and below, why mentors and coaches are needed right now at this moment in time in history from your perspective, looking out into the future as a 30 year old and below? That's a good question. I had a feeling you were going to ask me this first, um, put me on the spot first, which is totally cool. So I've got two points on this, but what I'll do, I'll cover point number one uh, first, then go to point number two later. So point number one is, and this is actually from personal experience. So one of the things that I think most people are, t- are maybe, maybe burying their head in the sand a little bit and hoping somebody else deals with this issue for them is the the, the topic of automation and the topic of technology very much disrupting an entire industry and multiple industries. So to put it into perspective, there's a few books out there now which are really honing in, the, honing in on this and there's some studies done which is talking about certain industries will be completely wiped out by automation, which will leave a, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of jobs at risk and those people have a choice. They're either going to be jobless or they're going to have to change career, which involves the change process. So why having a mentor now more than ever is just so important and a coach is to help that transition and that change for hundreds of thousands of people in the future. So one, I think there's a massive opportunity for people who want to go in to become coaches and mentors into the future, because believe me, there's going to be a lot of people that need help. So how this links into a personal situation is when I transition from being an employee in a job as an engineer to transitioning over to being a business owner and an investor, that transition was very difficult. Um, Yes, it sounds lovely on paper where, okay, you're going from a job and now you're a business owner, but that requires a completely different set of skills. It requires a completely different set of um, how you handle relationships, how you handle your day to day, what do you do when you wake up in the morning, to what what do you do when you go to sleep? And for a lot of business owners in their early startup stage, you'll know that sleep is something you can is is is, is sometimes a myth. <laughs> it doesn't exist uh, at the startup phase. That's a subject I know that. for a whole other podcast, actually. I think yes, it is sleep, and and that's definitely a subject for a whole other podcast. Also, Harminda, just to add to that, I think it's different for somebody like myself in my fifties. But when you're in your twenties and thirties, and you're suddenly breaking out, the other factor that to add to what you were just saying there is how do you handle the reaction of the people around you, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your uncles, your aunties, your your peer group when you're literally uprooting out of that social environment, not leaving it, but your, your mindset is leaving it to do something different. How, how do you deal with that? That's another massive area that needs coaching and mentoring. Exactly. So that is exactly where I, I massively benefit from a coach and mentor. And you, you personally was a part of that journey for me as well, which is helping somebody transition from career one to career two or point A to point B. And that could be from one job to another job. That could be from a job to a business. That could be a job to uh, investment. It requires change. And I think 
everybody does need help changing because of all of the social pressures involved, all of the new skills you have to learn, uh, all the soft skills and the technical skills. I mean, if you just, just take one element from business, which is negotiation and sales, you're going to have to, at some point, if you're a business owner, pick up the phone and speak to somebody. What if you've never done that in your career before? Um, but now you're a business owner, you need to do that because you haven't got a sales team. So that's just one specific example. But the mentor and coach can help guide that entire process in their own way, which is how you defined it at the start. So I think that's that's point number one on why we need mentors and coaches and why if you are in any situation of change, go and seek one out. And we'll talk about that later, how to seek one out. But that's point number one for me. Um, any any additional comments you want to add to that point, Rob? Uh, I think you've nailed it. I guess the other thing I would say for the for those of you that are listening who are older, my personal experience is you have to be pliable. You have to be able to accept that with change, as you've just talked about, and this is the big thing is, is change management. Ultimately, we're talking about here is how do you manage that change is you've got to dust down all of the old set of rules that you had about the world. You know, I'm an employee. I'm the director of a company. I've been here for 15 to 20 years. Now I want to make a change. Don't look back at your old patterns of behavior and assume that those patterns of behavior are applicable to the new world, the new circumstances that you're in. That's not the case, which means you're looking at a blank canvas. In order for that blank canvas to be filled with a new picture, you're going to have to find someone to help paint that picture with you. And it's most likely that it's not somebody from the past. I discovered this over the years. Each time I was faced with a new blank canvas, it's like, right, who do I need to help me paint that? So for the older generation, it's about dusting the ego aside. And I'll come back to this at the end and saying, right, who do I need to have around me? And what does that picture look like? In order for me to get there, who do I need to have in that picture to help facilitate that and make it happen as quickly as possible? Because quite, quite frankly, if you're 50, 55, 60 and you want to make a change, you don't have the next 30 or 40 years to for the privilege of making mistakes and screwing up and fucking up on certain things. Whereas if you're 20, 25, there can be and I, you might agree with this a little bit, Harms, there's a little bit of, ah, you know what? So what if I mess up? I don't necessarily need a mentor. I can always pick myself up and dust myself down. Somebody 30 years old is like, I don't have the time for that. I just need to get it done now. Agree. And actually, that, sec- that last point you made, that is actually linked to my point number two. So okay. I will cover that after I fire the question back at you. Right. So from, from your experience and your, your time on this earth, what, what's your thoughts on why we need a mentor and coach more now than ever? And it could have been the, the case that it was just as important in the past. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the I- question is... Right now but it could have been the past as well it's a, it's a good point okay I've, I've got a, a very brief history and i think this is an important point to make is that the term even mentor has, has has come into our modern day language but it didn't exist back in the 60s and 70s you didn't really hear it uh, i mean my father passed away at 13 as you know from a story and and so very quickly i lost a big mentor in my life a big coach in my life our parents are those people we model our parents so I I was looking around. I became like a sponge trying to find a male figure that would fill my life, that had experience and could give me wisdom without me consciously looking for it. That's what I was doing. So I very quickly sought that out. So I think with my father's death, I became a bit of a, a mentor hunter, a bit of a coach hunter. I was looking for people. And, that, and there's probably three or four people that came into my life quickly over the next 10, 12 years that made a huge difference to where I am today. Uh, one of them was a school teacher who at the school had a passion for climbing and outdoor pursuits. His name was Julian Cottenden. Right at the time my father died, took me under his wing. And without me realizing it, he literally mentored me on how to 
become better at going out into the world and walking, climbing, mountaineering, outdoor pursuits. It built up my self-esteem where I was wounded because I lost my father. I found my strength and he, sh- he showed me that I could take control of my life in so many different ways. And, and that he became a mentor for the next five years uh, from 13 to 18 and, and a friend as well. And in fact, showed me how to then go out and coach and mentor young people. By the time I was 15, 16, I was actually teaching young people about outdoor pursuits, how to climb mountains, how to canoe, how to spin a canoe out when you capsize and all those things. A very early mentor. Then I went to university and again was seeking people out, messed around, partied very hard at university for the first couple of years. My grades weren't brilliant. Old friend of mine, who's still a very dear friend for the last 35 years or more, he said to me, you know, he's West Indian originally, he said to me, you're growing up into a profession where there's very few Asians, very few black people at the head of the profession. You can't afford to have average grades. You need to step it up. You need to slap it on and stop messing around and go out and do this. I will guide you. I will tell you exactly what I did to get a degree to enable me to get a PhD. You get a PhD, you're going to stand out. If you stand out, people will treat you differently. And I was like in my early 20s and he's shaking me by the, the neck and saying, do this. And give then me a roadmap. So there was really, a, I mean, a, ro- a complete roadmap. He, he literally laid out how he how he prepared for his final year projects, how he prepared to get to do his Ph.D. And said, if you duplicate what I did and you put the passion in behind it, you'll get the results you want. And it led me to getting I went from a third in my part ones, in my degree to getting a two one. And that was a massive kick. I then, as a result of that, he put me in touch with a gentleman called Professor Littlejohn, who was the number one academically in the world in the field that I became a PhD in, which was geotechnical engineering. He was my first official, official, like formal mentor. And alongside him, I had the number two, who in the contractual world in engineering, the practical world, he was the number two. So these two people then mentored me for the next five to 10 years, right through to the point where I was charging 500 to 1,000 pounds a day as a consultant. They took me through that journey. So I just constantly was a sponge. But none of them were very good at business. So I then had to go find somebody else to mentor me on the business front. And it became an ongoing process. But it allowed me, by the time I was 28, 29 years of age, to be in the top four people in the world in my profession. There's no way I could have done that trying to do it on my own. It would have taken me about another 15 to 25 years in my profession to get there. So if you ask me one simple reason why, it's speed, speed, speed. Why would you want to make the mistakes in the world around you when you've got people that have said don't make that mistake walk this way do it this way do it that way let's get you to a level where you're where i am now but now you take it to another level and i said that to you all the way along our journey together i want to teach you harminda what i've done so that by the time i've left this earth in five ten years time you're way above where i got to by my age because a great mentor says stand on my shoulders and take it to another level and that's exactly what all of my mentors have done over the years not not any of them have had any sort of ego that's made them afraid of me surpassing what they've done in their field and i think that's a really important thing to take on that is an incredible condensed version of that journey and <laughs> and it's just phenomenal and, I, and i'm loving this because a lot of these stories i'm hearing for the first time true so for many of the listeners at home i'm actually going to be leaving this podcast processing this, this story myself thinking wow there's there's an incredible amount of lessons in there but i've got one question off the back of that and we've had the question fired at us multiple times and there's going to be people listening to this or people who are friends of friends and they're going to ask that that really critical question which is why would someone do this why would a mentor a mm. coach why would somebody want to help you um knowing that the outcome for you you're going to make more money you're going to be more successful why would somebody do this i mean we know the answer but could you share your mm. thoughts on that 
practices. Okay, I, I want to. The fact that you've even asked the question, I think, is great because we do hear this a lot. But for anyone listening to this and understand the philosophy that where and harms and I come from, it's as individuals, as human beings, we have to stop asking the question, "Why would somebody do that?" Because it comes from a negative lack philosophy. Because my reflective question is, "Why wouldn't they want to do that?" And then people go, "Oh, that's a good point, actually." So why wouldn't they want to do that then leads to a whole different conversation. But keeping it to your point, the reason that I have done it over the years, I think, is because I inherited it from my mentors. Because as a human being, how can we make the world a better place if we don't share our generations? Our, you know, if you go back through the, your generation as Harminda Tor, going back to your ancestors, all the way back through to Malaysia, into Asia, and then your, grand, your, your grandparents and your great-great-grandparents, each individual listening to this recording right now at a cellular level at a biological level at a historical level has a history of all of the ancestors of knowledge inside you so that means that our children if we're clever we impart our knowledge and our history onto our next generation but why does it just have to be our children imagine what the world could be like if we could give beyond ourselves so that when we've left this earth physically there's another level of consciousness and I think anyone that has any level of emotional and spiritual development who has an experience in the world in any field, they actually genuinely, it's a human need to want to give beyond themselves. But what happens is people don't ask them. So somebody like myself, I've got my head down, I'm working on my business. Yes, I'll go out and consciously do it. But then somebody, a young man called Harminder Tor comes along and asks me the question and keeps asking <laughs> the question. And before you know it, you've opened this huge vault. You've opened the vault to what's in my head because you've just kept pushing. You've kept pushing the door open. And, and actually, if you're listening to this, think, go out and try this as an exercise. Go and just share with somebody one thing that you know that most people don't know that could help them and see how it feels. It feels amazing to be able to give beyond yourself. So I've just stopped even asking the question, why would they do that? I just go and ask, could you help me? And if you keep asking that question and knocking, knock on enough doors, some doors will open and they'll stay open. It's all about giving beyond ourselves. And that's why we continue to mentor on coaches, those of us that do it. And I and I am almost certain that our audience and our listeners are off that emotional development and they will really resonate with this. And I think just to close off your point, there, which is a fantastic point, is we can't assume that these mentors and coaches are going to come out there and give you this information. Mm. Um, they are head down. They are building their business, their family, their life, uh, improving their world. And it's okay to ask um, because the worst they can say is not at the moment or not right now or actually connect with me in a month's time. And yes. Maybe we'll have a coffee or conversation then. Um, but we'll talk about access to mentors later. But that's can a I, fantastic point. Can I just jump in and ask you the question? Because you're at 30 now and you, you've accelerated to a point where, you know, you've got, a, you've got multiple businesses. Yes, you and I have a friendship, but also you have a way of respectfully asking me questions and it doesn't broach the friendship either, which I think is very rare, by the way. But how do you feel now at 30 when it comes to a chance to help other people? Because you can almost mirror the question back to you. You're a 30 year old with a skill set. How do you feel knowing that you have the ability to coach, mentor other people? Or how do you feel even in the process of doing it? Do you feel uncomfortable with it? Do you still have a bit of resistance to it? Just share that with the listeners because some of the people listening to this will ultimately go on to be amazing coaches and mentors. So how do you feel about it? Really good question. I've not actually considered it. So you've got me, you've got me on the spot. So I think originally I was uncomfortable with it because um, I started investing. I started a business about four, four and a half years ago now. And 
I just came from the place of a career. I came from a place of a job. I had one job to do on a daily basis and that was it. So once we opened this world and it was like, okay, now we've learned an incredible amount. Um, at first I was uncomfortable with it because in all honesty, I was like, whoa, why are you asking me these questions? Like there's even more amazing people to ask these questions. And I think the, once I got over the fact that actually it's okay to be proud of the knowledge you have and be proud of it, as long as it doesn't come from a place of ego and what I'm gaining from that conversation is not, haha, I'm right. It, instead, it's, I'm so glad I could help you with that because it's probably going to save you six months. And I think right now I am, I just feel incredibly blessed to be in a position where I can with the skills we have with social media and digital marketing as well to get a positive message out there to the world and for me that's that's the simple summary it just feels fantastic especially because and this is the rebel part of me and the the pirate within me which is <laughs> there's so much negative stuff out there oh my gosh news. um the, the rebel in me is saying no thank you um if we're going to get a positive message out there we are fighting them and it's a battle that the light is going to win. We're going to win it with our positive vibes. Um, and if we can just touch one person and that shifts their world, they will now be on a path of positivity versus that question, why would someone do this? When we want them thinking, why wouldn't somebody do this? And now I truly believe, I come from that place, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to share a positive message with somebody and help somebody out? Yeah, and I think when you come from that place, you attract different people. Uh, and I mean, just to try and reflect this for everybody listening. So I, as a 53-year-old now, I go to Harminder, who's 30, and I and for the, and I want to make a point as well about mentoring and coaching for the older ones in the room. It doesn't have to be somebody that's older than you. It can be somebody that has the experience that you don't have, albeit that they're younger. So Harminder, I, I'll go to and ask some of the stupidest questions. And he, he's never, ever said, just check this, bro. You don't... Just, just do this and do that. So I'll ask him questions about social media, about some of the technology on the phone, the computer. And it's not that I'm not computer literate. I actually do have the ability to do it. I'm quite a left brain guy. But I've got somebody here that we've got a working relationship and a friendship. And I'll go, right, OK, I need you to coach me on this. And I actually use those words or I'll say mentor me. So coaching, he might ask me a question, get me going, do it. Mentoring, I'm like, shit, I just need an answer right now. And I think if you if you've got the humility to go to someone who's younger than you, but has more experience in that particular area, it's not about life experience. It might be that Harminder's certain areas, his life experience is less than mine, which is why he comes to me. But there's other areas where he, in a short space of time, has got a concentrated set of knowledge, which I don't have and don't have the time to go and look at right now. And that's a very important point, I think, to bring out here is that age is not necessarily the the criteria for choosing your mentor it's about what does that person have that i don't have that they can share with me that i can use now to get the results i want to get and that that probably is going to tie into one of the last things i'm going to cover with everybody i don't know if this makes sense harms but you, you know me i mean i'll come to you and go i need some help with this and that's yes, reversing and, and, the role it's reversing the role some of the questions i do have a private giggle but that's <laughs> <laughs> okay, from now on, I want to find out what frigging gigs are. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, and I think absolutely that's the case because why would you not want be best of both worlds? Right. Um, you've got the older generation wisdom, but now you're staying completely up to date with what's happening around you, which is, I think, what some people detract from. They're like, oh, yeah. that's not my generation. I'm so anti it. I, I'm scared of it. I'm scared to try it. But it is a case of even children. If they, if they, if parents positioned the question to their kids and said, 
could you mentor me on how to sort of work this exactly this, this thing on my phone or i, I want to use the cloud i want to store my photos on the cloud whatever the question is the kids will be like oh my god i'm mentoring my parents yeah that's yeah i mean i, I feel good and it's, it's done in a respectful way yes i mean absolutely. one of the questions that you and i have is and you know that about my nature is if i ask Carminder a question he knows that Ro doesn't want the long answer it's just like do this, do this, and do that. What do I need to do to get to the result as quickly as possible in this particular area of, for example, social media or with the te- technology? Equally, he'll spin it on his head and he'll say to me, "Right, I'm looking at this type of property business at the moment. We haven't gone into this. You've done this before, Ro. Tell me how to get to that answer as quickly as possible. So it's that level of mental coaching that you need when you're really, in this day and age, information is coming at us so quickly. There isn't time for the old style of mental coaching. In the old days where it was like, okay, things are at a 50% pace. None of that. Now it has to be quick, efficient, but getting the results with authenticity and without the ego, as you've mentioned as well. Agreed. So on that note, can I cover my final point? Um, yeah, please I had, do. I had a brief head actually, which is, which is to, which starts the topic of ego and then I'll let you take over. Um, which is I've, I've come across now quite a handful of sort of scenarios where people have approached me personally, uh, in conversation and also, just out there online, which is this really bizarre phrase, which I find bizarre, but I have to respect them because it's coming from their 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 space and where they are at the moment, which is they feel like they want to make their own mistakes. Yeah. So they don't want they don't want a mentor, they don't want a coach, they don't want a service that somebody provides because they want to make their own mistakes and learn their own lessons. Um, so can so I add, or they don't want to pay for it? That's the other thing. They want it for free. Well, they don't want to pay for it. They want it for free. Absolutely. And their excuse potentially for not paying for it is um, I want to make my own lessons. And that's maybe a defense mechanism. I don't Mm. know. But for me, I I genuinely take a second to pause. And I just like knowing how how much of a mentor and a coach has benefited me in my life and how well you said speed. I mean, we've got results so quick compared to if we hadn't had a mentor or coach, it would have probably taken us 20, 30 years in all honesty. Um, especially with the stuff now we, that we know. So I pause and I just think, I just say to myself, why on earth would you set out to fail? Um, because what they're saying is, I don't want a positive outcome. I've, I've planted the seed in my journey that I'm okay with failing. And I, I just want to make it clear, I don't think it's okay to set out being okay with failing. If you happen to fail at a specific mission, a specific goal or a task that you have set yourself then you have to have the humility to analyze that situation and say why what went wrong there and one of the questions will be is actually there was a blind spot in my knowledge which a mentor and coach could have potentially plugged um that's normally where where i failed is because we just haven't reached out and asked the right questions so just to summarize a point that i'm really making is don't set out to fail it's just just incredibly it sounds crazy when you think about it you set out to fail whereas everybody should set out to succeed with as much guidance as they can to get there quickly nobody wants to wait 30 40 years to get that positive outcome you want it quick and we're not talking about getting rich quick we're talking about getting to your outcome as quickly as possible and mentors and coaches just really make that so much easier um rather than failing and thinking asking somebody the question retrospectively and they said well did you consider doing this this and this and you you say to them actually no i never even thought of that right and they, their response is 
well, if you had come to me six months ago and asked me that question, I would have been more than happy to have given you that information. Um, so I think if if you are thinking about trying to go out and make your mistakes, yes, it sounds sounds very noble, but trust me, in practice, it's it's something that you may regret because if somebody could have given you that little nugget, asked you the right question, you would not regret it when you've got a successful outcome. So that's my my final point, which I want to leave listeners with. I would like to add to that, and I totally endorse what Hamind is saying. And let me give you four names that come to mind immediately and tell me if you think they're inspirational. Warren Buffett, we know, global phenomenon in what he's done in his industry. Four different areas, right? Tony Robbins, incredible in the personal development world. Richard Branson, billionaire. Okay, so again, a name that comes to mind immediately. Michelle Obama, every single one of these people, phenomenal woman. Uh, both as as uh, you know the first lady when when Barack Obama was president, but also in the background, an incredible woman, and now even more prolific in the messages sharing. Every single one of those four people, and I could keep going and keep going. Lots of other names, famous people, say the same thing. Those of you that like music, you know, you look at someone like Jay Z has had the same message for years. Find yourself a mentor. I actually shared the stage years ago with Richard Branson in South Africa where I was up first doing property and then he came up onto the stage afterwards to talk about business. And one of the things he said was, if I'm ever asked the question, what's the, disti- the difference between a successful and an unsuccessful business person? First thing that comes to mind is mentoring. Those with mentors accelerate efficiently and they get to the results they want quickly without the costly two things for those of you listening, time and money and unfortunately particularly for the younger generation today you walk out your door and there's thousands of different little footpaths going out into the future whereas when i came out there was one or two or three key footpaths they were well trodden there wasn't the need for somebody to guide you as much but now there are too many choices and if you go down one of those choices bang five years is gone bang 10 years Mm -hmm. is gone and you look back and you say fuck i regret that You can't afford to do that. The cost of that time is worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds to you in the future. So take the guidance from some of the most inspirational people and just trust the importance of having those people in your lives. Put the ego aside. I mean, I've got a set of four things I was going to read out. I don't know if you want me to do that now or later, but it was just what to look for. But please put the ego aside and just allow yourself to be taught by someone that's been down there. Now, once you get to a certain level and there's a lot of income coming in and you're safe and, and you've got protection, there's certain things you could start to go on your own path, maybe and invent and come up with new ideas, but get the financial stability first. Otherwise, years just flow by quickly. So just to wrap up that, that last point, if somebody's thinking about approaching a mentor or a coach or on any sort of level a question that is useful which I mean I made errors in my past when I turned up to to a mentor meeting and a coach meeting is how should somebody show up to be mentored or be coached Hmm. I mean I think that's a very powerful question and actually although you might say you didn't necessarily show up that way I'm going to use you as an example in this and say if I look at the characteristics that you Certainly working with me, Deb, in the early days when you started, there's four things that I look for. And this is what I think anyone who's looking to be mentored or coached, write these four things down. Number one, you've got to rock up to the table and you've got to be completely open to learning. That means you come as a blank page. 
and you just say to your mentor or coach, write all over my blank pages and let me absorb that. That's the first thing. Second thing is drop the ego. It doesn't matter what experience you've got. I just ran an event recently, which is a communications event. I had people in the room that I've taught how to speak in the last five to 10 years. And yet they came back in the room and said, yeah, we've been out in the industry for a while, but we want to up our game to another level. And they were humble enough to let their egos go, sit in a room with other people that weren't communicators themselves effectively, but still had the humility to learn from that. The minute oh, you let the... I'm just, not, I was going to jump in there, Ro, because just on point number two, what... Just quickly define how to know if you're coming from a place of ego. <laughs> I, you're going to ask me. Yeah, you know, that's a good question actually because I'm making the assumption that in my mind I know it. And this is a great question to ask a coach. Actually, is okay because uh, here's the thing, right? When you're being coached, if they say something and you don't understand it, and I don't know that you don't understand it, of course I assume that you do. So that's a very good question. Egos. Okay, so I'm going to be really honest because I had a massive ego back in my youth before I had it rounded off. I can do it myself. Uh, yeah, I know you're saying that to me, but I reckon I can still go and do it on my own. Uh, when you're talking to somebody and I'm mentoring or coaching them or starting to, and I notice their eyes glaze off or as I'm talking, they're not actually listening to what I'm saying, but they're thinking about what they want to say back to me in response to something. It's usually a yes, but or what if I do this or what if I do that? They're not absorbing it. They're just literally preparing themselves to say something back to you if ever that situation happens it's usually somebody's ego it's a sense that they need to be right the i word comes up a lot in the conversation and you'll see it from the way they language the way they present themselves they go onto stage and instead of making it a share it's about i will tell you about me i will tell you about what i want to do so you've got to kind of listen out to that voice that's inside you and just be, be silent and allow the other person that's mentoring you to share. And don't even think about, yeah, but, yeah, but. Just say, okay, this is a more experienced person. I'm just going to absorb that for a moment. Process it. You don't so you don't necessarily need to have the last word. Exactly. It's the last word conversation. <laughs> um, the third thing, I think, is apply what they say. So my philosophy was, okay, you're mentoring me. Tell me how hard to jump, how long I should stay in the air, and then tell me when to come down from the air. It's that philosophy. Just you've told me to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way. You've been there. I want to be where you are. Just tell me what to do. If something doesn't work out, I'll come back to you. I'll tell you what didn't work out. We'll refine it. But apply what they say. That's the third thing. And the fourth thing is no distractions, no excuses. Simple rule of thumb I have. Don't let anything in your world distract you from what your mental's guiding you on. Don't go back to them a week later and say, yeah, but this happened and this happened and this happened. So we don't make excuses and we don't allow distractions to stop us from our path. Those four things are the best way to shop to any coach mentoring experience that you have with anybody. Fantastic. There's some fantastic four, four points there. So there's four points on how to show up. And with the last point, uh, please don't go back to your mentor and say, um, oh, I know you told me this to do this two weeks ago, but I spoke to somebody else and they said that I should do it a different way. So don't, I mean, you trust this person. So trust them and see the process through. Yeah, and you're paying for it. If, if you end up paying a coach, people go, well, I don't want to pay my coach £300 for an hour, whatever you're char they're charging. You're not paying for the hour. You're paying for the last 35, 40 years of their experience. All the mistakes they've made could be tens of thousands of pounds worth of mistakes. And they just helped you save £5,000 worth of error on one thing by doing it a different way. So understand the value of what they're offering you, not the cost of it. Right, well, so we have covered this question in detail. We started with a description and we gave them some personal shares and examples as well. So to wrap up, I think it's a great thing to leave the listeners with. 
something actionable they can do. So if you could give them something actionable, actionable to do, and I will do the same as well. That's a great question. Okay, so essentially, as you're listening to this right now, start to think clearly about a direction you want to go, whether it's on a personal, professional level, financial level, business level, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You, you, you choose what that is. Once you decide on what that picture looks like and where you want to get to, I want you to go out into that field. Let's say for the sake of argument, it's business and look into that field of business. Go online, look at the people around you, attend some uh, networking events and business conferences or whatever it is necessary to give yourself exposure to people that are already successful in that field. And given a choice, I'm going to look as far up that as possible. Who is really excelling in that particular area? Male, female, you know, what their background is, how long they've been doing, all those things start to look into that and find, I'd focus on three things. Number one, look at people that have a set of values that you resonate with. So I really connect with that person because I love the way they approach the business that I'm inspired by. Okay, that's the first thing I'm looking for. Number two, their beliefs. Have they got strong, positive beliefs that you think, great, I love the way they see the business. I love the way they action their business. They've got a really strong set of personal beliefs as well. I love that person. And then the last thing is, in terms of their persona, do you relate to the way they con conduct themselves in business? Do you feel that that's part of at least part of who they are is how you want to show up in the business in the future? And if those three things resonate for you, seek them out, phone them, email them, contact them, be respectful, of course, but be honest, find a way to get to that person and then see how they operate. Would they do it privately? Would you have to pay them for that time? Could you shadow them for free? Could you offer a service in exchange? But get into that space because the more you're in their, in, in their environment, all those values we just talked about will rub off on you. At the moment, that's the most important thing to do in terms of finding the next person to mentor you. That's some awesome, awesome action points. And I'll just add to that is it, I know we do have a bias towards business because we are both multiple, multiple <laughs> business owners. But that can also be done uh, on a relationship level. That can also be done in your yes, job or absolutely. career. Um, the, the person you seek out as a coach and mentor doesn't have to be in your department. They can be in a different department. Um, so seek them out based on those those rules that Ro just gave you about values and beliefs. So that can also be a possibility. So it's not just business orientated. No. Uh, and, 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 and Harms, just to add it because I'm passionate about it, show up in an authentic way. Don't come too polished. Be real. Be honest. Be yourself. Because the minute you try to be somebody you're not, they're not going to relate to you. They're going to love that. That's what you did when you came to me. It was like, this is who I am. Because uh, as a mentor, you want to see the truth in a person. You don't want to see their their facade. You don't want to see their public image. You actually want to know who the person is that's coming to you. I agree. And also for the mentor and coach, if you come to them raw, open, from an honest, authentic place, they will get you to your result 10 times quicker. Mm, very true. Um, otherwise, otherwise, they're going to spend the first six, seven coaching sessions trying to get through the facade. And then they're like, you're not the same person you was six weeks ago. Mm. So true. And okay, so I will leave them with an action point. And for many people listening, this may be the first time you've even heard about the concept of a mentor and coach. So for me, it's a very simple action point. I would treat myself and Dr. Rowe and the Growth Tribes podcast as your personal mentor and coach, but on a whole varied list of subjects, uh, which we're going to be covering in the future and also past episodes. So my simple action is just keep listening. Um, if you are implementing the steps slowly that Rhodes told you about, about seeking a mentor out, that's fantastic. And in addition to that, just treat us as your mentors and coaches. 
through your ears, through this audio experience. And that's one of the things we want to get out of this as people, because we want to help all of the listeners listening make a shift in their life in a positive direction. So that is the action point that I would love to leave you guys with. Yeah, I just want to add, Harminder, I think this is a great subject to choose because I know it's one you chose and well done because I think this is such a strong topic and anyone listening to this has got massive value from this conversation. So good job. Absolute pleasure, Ro. And just for everybody listening, the reason I chose it was I have personally benefited massively from mentors and coaches through many different mediums and Ro being one of them, yourself being one of them, Ro. So on that note... We will wrap up. We will say bye-bye and we will say thank you for listening to today's episode of Growth Tribes. We hope you had massive value and we will see you on the next episode. Hello, it's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would both like to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Growth Tribes. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal level, on a professional level, to help your life, maybe even other people's lives, then we'd love it if you could take action on one of the following things. You can either simply subscribe so you don't miss out on any other great insights coming up in the future, You can share this podcast with close friends so they can also get the benefits of the tips and tools that we're sharing. Or it would be amazing if you could give us a review and let others know just how great this episode was. And finally, if you do have a question, don't forget to submit it on growthtribes.com forward slash podcast. Thank you again for listening. This is Dr. Rowan Harm signing out and we'll see you again on the next podcast.